It's it's going to be gradual. So uh, we'll probably have some more information from Denmark and the United Kingdom this week and some more the week after that. It is, however, probably going to be about three weeks before we really have a good sense of, of relative severity of this variant. And and what we heard in the modeling is that even if the severity is down by 25% from what Delta is, we still likely will overwhelm the system. There are just, at, at the rate Omicron is spreading, there are so many more total cases um, that even if it's significantly less severe than Delta, even if it's, you know, people are talking about maybe it's back to the original Wuhan strain severity, okay, which is quite a bit less severe than Delta, we're still going to have our hospitals and ICUs overwhelmed, yeah. And, and the ICUs and the hospitalizations will come primarily from the unvaxxed? Well, there'll be a... a the, the ratio between unvaxxed and vaxxed will change a little bit, right? At, at the moment in our ICUs, you're, if you're with Delta, if you were doubly vaxxed, um, then you were 30 times less likely to be in the ICU um, than if you were unvaccinated. So really a, a dramatic difference against severe illness. We don't know yet how well protected people who've had two shots or three shots are against Omicron. That's another one of the big questions about Omicron. So it's possible that people are well protected and the ratio will be, probably won't be 30 to one, but it might be 20 to one, but it's equally possible that it might be lower. It's still not going to be one-to-one, you're still much more likely to be needing the ICU if you haven't had a dose of vaccine, but it might only be seven or eight to one instead of 30 to one. So there will be more vaccinated people in our ICUs, even though the, even, even two doses of the vaccine is likely to offer you substantial protection against Omicron, against severe disease due to Omicron, but the protection is not going to be as good as it was against previous variants. Speaking with Dr. Allison McGuirin, we're going to get to some holiday advice in a moment, and then later on, your opportunity to call and let me know what you're planning, what you, you know, what kind of conversations you're having with your family. Um, let, let's talk about the risk management here. I mean, we've we've got people outside lining up trying to get boosters. There there is inherent risk in the crowds of people trying to get, you know, tests or boosters. Can you weigh that against? going and getting your, you know, the protection that might be offered from a third shot? Well, we know there's going to be protection from the third shot. We don't know exactly how much it's going to be, but very clearly there's significant protection from the third shot. And remember this, you know, if you are distanced, if everyone is masked, if you are cleaning your hands, um, and particularly if you're outside, then the risk is low. So, Uh, Picking up rapid tests, you might want to worry about lines inside and you want to be really clear that when you have those lines, that people are distanced from each other, that everybody's wearing their masks appropriately, that people are cleaning their hands. Um, But as long as that's happening, and certainly any any vaccine clinic that I've been to or been a part of um, has been in, you know, large, well-ventilated spaces with very good practices. And in that setting, clearly, um, the the risk is very low, right? Risk of overcome spreading is about how close you get to other people and, uh, and whether or not people are wearing masks. 
Okay, um, let's talk about um, the rapid test that everybody is trying to get and what kind of sense of security you would have um, if you are getting together over the holidays, maybe it's relatively small gathering, you're within 10, um, and then you're all testing in the morning, you have the, you, you have the test. Is, is, that, is that appropriate um, protection that you don't have it if you're doing a rapid antigen test the, you know, the morning of a get-together? You know, all, all the pieces that we're using are layers of protection. So you can't do a rapid test and say, everything's fixed, right? It's a, there's, it, there's, there's no miracles in this operation. Having a negative rapid test in the morning does add some layer of protection if you're seeing other people. But you can have a negative test at 8 and be positive at 10 or 11, right? So um, it, 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 it's, it's not the be all and end all. It's just, you know, we, we get a little casual with thinking, well, if I have two vaccines, I can do anything, which wasn't actually true with Delta, and which was why we were having trouble with Delta cases going up before Omicron came. Um, and rapid antigen tests are the same. Yes, they're a good additional layer of protection, um, but they're not absolute. You can have both false positive and false negative tests, and they only tell you what is happening at this instant in time. They don't tell you what's happening three or four hours from now with the same degree of certainty. So it's not that they're not useful, um, but they you can't look at them as the be-all and end-all. You can't say, because I'm getting rapid tests, it's okay to go to a large crowded party. I was looking at uh, a few charts that sort of detailed when rapid antigen tests actually detect and, and comparing that to when it's believed that you were the most, I guess, contagious would be the, the, the accurate term. Yep. Can you, That's right. Can you sort of give me a sense of how that works? Like when does the test actually pick it up? Are you actually contagious prior to it picking it up? Yeah, so... so you're contagious with Omicron probably for about two days before you get the first symptoms, if you're going to get sick, and for a few days after you've had symptoms. We put People are in isolation now for uh, seven days after they've had symptoms um, to, to be sure that they aren't at risk of transmitting to other people when they come out of isolation. Um, but the biggest piece of transmission occurs before you get symptoms or just as you're getting symptoms in, in the next day or so. And the concern obviously is that so, some people don't have symptoms at all. They have completely asymptomatic infections. And because people can transmit before they get sick, that's what you want the rapid test for so that it identifies you, um, you if you're infected with Omicron and can transmit to other people, even if you are not sick yet. But yes, you can, if, if let's say I did a test today and was positive, I could have been positive for three or four days. Don't know that. Um, and, and if I do a test and I'm negative this morning, I could be positive by lunchtime. And, and you wouldn't know necessarily you, would the negative test in the morning, just to be clear, would the negative test yeah. in the morning mean like you possibly are already infected, you just don't have the viral load to trip the test? Absolutely, yep. Okay. You know, the, the, the tests the test detect a certain amount of virus, right? You can't, they, they, they can't get down to one single viral particle that you've just been exposed to. You, you, they, they correlate pretty well with you are infectious at the moment. So if I do a test that's positive, 
um, then I'm likely to be infectious to other people at this instant. Um, but if I do a test in a negative, it again, it just tells you that I'm not likely to be infectious to other people at this moment, but I could be just under the threshold and moving up. Right. Okay, let's um, let's wrap it up with uh, where I began the segment. I'm speaking with Dr. Allison McGeer, infectious disease specialist, and that was the answer that the chief medical officer of health had on Friday to the question about, okay, parents are triple vaxxed, I'm double vaxxed, can I see them? And, and his advice was probably not a good idea. Um, could you just weigh in on that? Yeah, I, I think people need to decide what's essential to them. I'm, I'm sympathetic to very elderly, frail people being, uh, you, you know, wanting to see family about the length of time that people have gone without seeing family. At the same time, we don't know yet how well three doses of vaccine will protect the oldest people in our society. And so, in general, we're talking about a two or three week period before we know um, how severe it is and how much we need to worry about older, frail people who've had three doses. And in that intervening period, it just makes sense to avoid the potential for exposure to those very vulnerable people um, uh, if you can. Now, if somebody lives in you know, Australia, and they're here for one more day, and it is the only chance that they're going to have to see a, a grandparent, that, that's maybe a little different. That's maybe what rapid tests are for. You try to layer on all the protection. You meet outside if you can. You try to keep the risk as low as you can for a visit that both of those people might deem to be essential. But um, for, for most of the rest of us, you can say, I'm not doing it this week. I'm going to do it a month from now. A month from now, we'll know a lot more and we'll be able to be safer about it. Dr. McGeer, thank you again for your time and your advice today. Very, very helpful. Much appreciated. Pleasure to talk to you. Stay safe. That is Dr. Allison McGeer, who is a Canadian infectious disease specialist at the Sinai Health System and also a professor at U of T as well. When we come back, are you changing your plans? I want to hear from you. I'll tell you what the polls say about what people are going to do. What are you going to do? 416-870-6400 or one 225 talk Are you changing your plans? What are you doing about the holidays? My name is Alan Carter. This is Global News Radio.